Welcome to Bear Fruit, where we have kitchen table conversations about relationships, faith, and culture. We're covering all the stuff millennials usually talk about when people leave the room. Today, we'll be starting our two-part series, When Outside Opens, specifically talking about mental health impacts many may be facing and how to recover. We're joined by special guest, De'Aaron Washington, so pull up a seat and let's bear fruit. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Bear Fruit Podcast. I'm here with Allison. Allison, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you, friend? I am well. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Allison who sent her report card. (laughs) Her college report card. Uh, Allison is currently in school. Allison, tell the people, tell the people how you overcame this semester. Listen, I've gone through the fire. Been through the fire. I so this semester I ha- I'm still waiting on one of my other grades but your girl got A's okay what? and wow. that was not always my story celebration it's like but you know it wasn't always you know it wasn't always that way sometimes, sometimes 2020 I have gotten A's and B's this whole year. And I was not a school person. I was someone that says, I don't like to read, but I have, the Lord has made me a new creature and I am educated. Okay. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I once was lost. (laughs) I'm educated now. What are you, so what are you studying? So I am studying uh, biblical psychology and counseling at B, because that's what people do for HBCUs. It's not an HBCU, but I just want to feel included. Um, at B, <laughs> New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. That is, that is where I am studying. And prayer and hopes to become your favorite counselor. Well, that's, that's wonderful. I have actually, I think that's great. We definitely need more counselors, people of color. Uh, I think just from personal experience, I have been to counseling and my first experience with counseling was with a um, non-person of color, which it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but I think there's also this, this unspoken piece about sharing your grievances with people that look like you, who may have had, who may have shared similar experiences to you, uh, with you. And that you don't have to do all of that pre-work in counseling, especially if I'm paying you like, sweetheart, (laughs) I'm spending 30, 45 minutes talking about what it means to be black. Hour up. You only get an hour session. And you about to tell me, we can talk about it in the next session. Uh Uh-uh, sweetheart. (laughs) We could have did this in the first three, three minutes. Uh, This like, this, this is a, I shouldn't even be charged for this. (laughs) I just say, because I'm now I'm giving you history. <laughs> I'm about to say, you, I should be charging you. <laughs> Run me my check. <laughs> Run me my check. But I think I think that's that is uh is is necessary, especially with this pandemic right now. I think that people need help. I'm an introvert, so I'm not. I'm used to kind of quarantining. Um, but even even I have had moments where I'm like, okay, I need to get out of here. I need to be around people. Right now, even right now, I am quarantining in because I could have been potentially um, exposed. 
I took my test and um, I'm waiting on results back. This is like the second time within the past three weeks that I could have been potentially exposed. So, well, no, this is the second time where I actually have been exposed. So I'm waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting on my results to see if I actually have it. Uh, but like, to be frank, I'm tired of this. <laughs> I'm yeah. tired of this. I'm ready to be around people. And like, I, that is a, that's a mental stress because, you know, I have been around my family. I'm not even so much worried about me personally, but like, I, I'm around people that I love and care about that I don't want to risk them. Yeah. Um, and I don't even, I didn't even realize how much of a mental stress that was until it happened for a second time within a three week time span. I'm just like, okay, this is, I don't like, I don't like this. It's a lot. I, um, I actually had the Rona. You had the Rona? the Rona? See, look at the, the response right there is triggering in itself. Oh, no. <laughs> Not the Rona. I had the Rona. I praise God. I God is listen. God is a healer. He is a miracle worker. Um, and it was uh, it was a very interesting experience. Uh, I thank the Lord that I did not have crazy symptoms like other people I knew had. Uh, I live with my family, and everyone in my household is high risk. So I was deeply terrified, anxiety. Like I may have had a panic attack. I don't know. Um, just the fear of uh, my family getting sick, but praise God, they um, they were negative and they didn't have any symptoms or anything. But even coming out of it, how people like treated me, like I still had it or like I, like it just, it just, I felt so excluded and I felt like, I thought we were friends. I thought we were family, but people are like, no, get back. They didn't. <laughs> Wait, what they say, Allison? No, get back. Fuck no! Were you were you around people? <laughs> the coronavirus. Are you were you around people from Australia? <laughs> the coronavirus. That's my uh my mob voice. Like my voice. That's how the, my angry mob voice. That's when people say stuff like that to me. It could be one person, but in my the way I perceive it is, you are now an angry mob. <laughs> And that was my perception. No, um, the Rona. When people were like, even when I was like, I tested negative. And what are you doing? You're going back home? I'm like, why would I? <laughs> and they're like, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta move. I just say, so it's very um, it's very eye-opening. I'm interested to see how the world will move after this. Like, you know, like there's because of medicine and like new discoveries and stuff. Like I'm interested to see if people, cause I know some people like they just comfortable wearing masks. They prefer actually to wear a mask. Like I actually don't mind them anymore. No, I got asthma. I, be, I can't breathe on anything. So you gotta get a different, I got these nice masks from Amazon. I have, and, I mean, I got the, I have the little, I think the, the cloth masks are more troublesome, troublesome. But I also, I'm going to just say, I, when I have a haircut, you know, my stuff be manicured and you can't really experience that when the mask on. So for that reason alone, it's not, it doesn't really work. And I'm also not really into like getting masks that match my fit. 
So I have like these masks that don't go with nothing that I'm wearing. Wow. On a serious note, I do think that we, um, I don't know, there are going to be some some impacts from on this pandemic, especially in our mental health. Um, yeah. and we actually had the chance to talk about some of this with one of our friends uh, who is working on his PhD at uh, NOBTS. Oh, um, say it correctly. Oh, I'm sorry. He is working on his PhD at the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, uh, Mr. De'Aaron Washington. And we just had a great conversation. Um, he tell, told us a little bit about his background, some of the things that he's experiencing when he's working with, with his clients and like some of the things that, honestly, what we have experienced as a community and how it's going to impact us moving forward. So y'all check out this interview with Mr. De'Aaron Washington. Okay, guys, we are here. Uh, me and Allison, we are very excited to interview our very first guest, Mr. De'Aaron Washington. I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Um, he is a disciple of Jesus, a husband and father. He is a provisional licensed counselor in New Orleans. He earned his master's in marriage and family therapy from New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, and he's currently working on his PhD in counseling. He has a background working with clients who experience anxiety, depression, marital and premarital issues, and a number of other mental health struggles. He has a passion for seeing broken people pursue healing and having renewed minds. Welcome, Mr. De'Aaron Washington. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. We are very excited uh, to have you. I'm super excited about having uh, this conversation today. Well, before we start, um, to kind of break the ice, get everyone loosened up a bit, we're going to play a game. Uh, it's a game we like to call Rotten or Ripe here on Bear Fruit. So De'Aaron, how this going to go is I'm going to list a few things. And after I name the item or the person or the thing, uh, you just have to let me know uh, if it is rotten or ripe. Okay? That's all you I have got you. Are you ready? So, Star Wars. Rotten. Whoa, gasp. Uh, Michael Jordan. Right. Okay. Uh, thrifting. Right. Reality television. Rotten. Oh, wow. Um, coming from my come from my neck. Uh, camping. Rotten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lavar Ball. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I am not as familiar with the sports lingo. Therefore, I'm gonna say still on the vine for me. <laughs> All right, uh, Mardi Gras. <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. I'm a, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go still on the vine. I'm, I'm neutral on Mardi Gras. I'm gonna be honest I, with you. That's the thing. The thing with the game is called. <laughs> yes, I don't think I don't think we have a vine option. Right. <laughs> Not. I, I could get. Why you won't throw that in there, Pastor? But this call is <laughs> rotten. All right. You know. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go for tradition and the sense of that. Like there is a, there is there's merit and value to it. I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna go right on this one. I know that would probably surprise a lot of people that know me, but I'm gonna go right on this. 
look at that. All right, another good one. Bounce music. You know what, man? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right on that. There yeah. you go. There you go. Okay, McDonald's. Riding all the way. Ain't no, I, like, ain't no changing mind. Like that is all right. That's fair. I, I agree. Even though I'll still get a cheeseburger and I'm all try. Um, <laughs> last one. Web MD. Right. I mean, like this. I mean, just side note, that has caused more anxiety and frustration than it has helped. <laughs> that is a perfect segue <laughs> into our conversation. Perfect. Yes. yes. Uh, thank you for playing. That actually, that was... <laughs> so um, before we jump into the meat, I do want to start off asking you, how has this past year been for you and your family? Yeah, I mean, so it's been very interesting in the sense where so around the time they announced, you know, the stay at home order, I was actually transitioning from one job to another. Uh, so at one point I did not see any of my clients like, I, like in person, I saw them all like through in my, <laughs> in my daughter's bedroom. Uh, and for me, like for that, like, you know, doing for telehealth, I was going from, all right, dad, <laughs> counselor, husband, <laughs> counselor again, <laughs> dad, so, so it's like this big shift, like for me kind of bouncing like those roles in a sense. Like I just had somebody like share some stuff. I'm just like, I need some time to like chill out, but I have no time to like chill because I'm going from one doorway to the next to go to my kids. Um, and then like, just for my kids, I mean, one, to, to explain to them like, all right, people are sick. So we can't like go and hug like as we used to. Uh, people are gonna be wearing masks now and my three old doesn't get that all the time. My one-year-old is just like she was. She's like, I'm just gonna go walk up to people and do things. Uh, but but it's been a it's been a particular thing, and also just you know just tell the truth to Shane and Devil. That's what they told me. Like this says like man, technology frustrations have been a real deal. Like I've been so frustrated with technology. I'm like I did not know how dependent I was on technology. And then like in this pandemic happened, like having to rely a lot on to do a lot of things. And like when things don't load as fast as I want to, like this anxiety and frustration comes on me, and I'm like oh. My computer just doing what it's, what it's the best it can, but I'm like, no, I think you should be going far, be doing better than this. Um, but yeah, so it's been like one of those times, like it's been confusion, like we just had to try to explain something. But then at the point, like just transitions have been just not as smooth as you would want because this thing just dropped up on us. Like, um, so yeah, so with my family, like we just been that sense of like, man, how do we trying to transition with this thing? Like, it's just, this just dropped us on us. We like one day we're out here just having fun. Next day, don't go outside or, or that Rona gonna get you. Not wrong to go get you, but no, that's that's a real that's a really. I didn't have that challenge because obviously I don't have any kids. But like even I haven't even thought about that. Like how do you explain to young kids like you know the world that we were living in yesterday does not exist anymore in a sense. Um, Like trying to explain that people may be sick even if they don't necessarily look like it. And this whole idea around masks. I know obviously with the virus there has been a lot of conversations about our physical health, um, but also mental health as well. As a counselor, um, are you seeing a trend in like issues that might be tied directly to what's happening in the world? Yeah, I mean, so man, here's the thing with just this pandemic. So I, I want I want to frame it in this way: to be like, people have labeled this pandemic sound like a cultural trauma. Um, it's one of those things like that because this just happened to us. Like we're Fight, fighting for things, like trying to figure things out. Uh, and yeah, we just feel like, man, this is just very out of control. And I just feel very hurt, very stressed. 
So it's causing like this tr trauma like responses inside of us. <clears throat> so here what I would say is like that it's caused that. But then also that says like that stuff that we we didn't have a chance to like deal with uh, that stuff that we just been blowing and going like we just been working hard, trying to get in this rhythm. That was all amplified. All that came in and like all that like was just made worse by this pandemic because we at home and we got to sit with it at home. We got to like live with this at home. So, I mean, so what I'm saying is just like, there were people anxiety and depression. Like they thought, oh man, I, I was good with that. I was just working and doing my job. Uh, but now that sense of like, man, this thing is ramped up and they're like, I don't know where this came from. Like, I feel this tension in my body and in my chest. Um, and man, I just feel so low, like right now, uh, just because I'm just, yeah, it's it's a hard thing. So with that, but, but here's the thing too. So I see a lot of couples and I will tell you, man, this is a whole new thing because, you know, y'all have been passing each other, like passing ships for a little minute. You've been working your nine to five. She's been working her nine to five. And now both of y'all at home together. And y'all think y'all thought, man, we were past some stuff, thought we had de dealt with some stuff. But you know what? Yeah, that stuff kind of came out. <laughs> and you're seeing people because you're not individuals had to sit with themselves. Couples, they got to sit with them, each other. And then you're just like, oh, man, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's some of the things like I've been I've been seeing like this anxiety, depression, but also with just couples would be like, man, we just actually had a chance like we actually had a chance to realize the relationship that we thought we had, we don't have that no more, or we don't we never had that. <laughs> like we thought we were good. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is that's very interesting. Um, another thing that I can't relate to because it's just me. But <laughs> <laughs> I have heard people like say, uh, you know during this time people have questioned whether they married the right person because yeah. they've never spent this much time with their spouse um so that is a very um interesting dynamic it um, is i mean yeah and, i mean and let me let me add this too i think like when we think of just the culture that we're in now like with just the the racial things in a sense like those have been like amplified because yeah. people have had just the, we have sat with those on social media all this time when other people could be like, we've been blowing it going and like, we've been just minding our business and stuff like that. But no, this was all in your face now. Mm -hmm. So those people who said, no, I'm just going to dismiss this. No, when George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, Rihanna Taylor, like this was all in their face at this point in time. So you know what? Those people, I mean, I've, I've seen those people too to be like, man, this is just so real for me now. Like I'm just so frustrated and I don't know like what to do with this. I mean, Sometimes it, sometimes it's that's black people. Sometimes it's white people because like this is just uh, that that stuff that like we had, and you, you can edit this uh, to make the sound better. Uh, but this sense of like that, the racial stress that we had before, the things that were underlying in our country, uh, whether it be individuals or in systems, have been amplified by this pandemic because we've been having to sit with this, and even to the point like we have not been in our echo chambers as much as we would want to. You ain't been around your friends, your buddies no more. Like you gotta sit with this by yourself. Right. And then the people that are like speaking on it, you're like, whoa, I'm, I finally, like my eyes are a little bit more open to this because mm -hmm. I've had to sit with it. Uh, and even with like people coming in counseling in a sense, like they're like, man, this is just so new to me and I don't know what to do with this, kind, would do with this type of stress, uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's so key that you tied that that directly related that to the pandemic, not only us being impacted more <laughs> by the pandemic, which is a different conversation, but just the idea that the whole world has slowed down and a lot of things that we see um, on TV, like we can't avoid it. We can't escape it. We're not going anywhere. Or we, 
some of us are not going anywhere. We're not really traveling. <laughs> like specifically speaking about this past summer, like the world kind of slowed down. Mm. So, you know, there was really only a couple of things on the stage and you couldn't really distract yourself. So, wow, that's, that's, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up and, and, and tied that to the, to, um, to the pandemic. Cause that's so crucial. And I never realized how, and it's like, I knew it when I was experiencing it, but until you say like, we didn't have our echoing, um, I guess you could say I've got a group of friends because it's not like, like we're all black. So we've experienced racism. We've seen this happen time and time again, but I didn't realize that like the fact that I wasn't able to express immediate like grief and pain with my friends as I did in the past, how that like a, could align to like a traumatic event. Like I never, I never, uh, never saw it that way. That's good. Um, so like talking about us and our people group, historically us as black people, we don't go to therapy. We're turned off by therapy. You know, we could pray about it, keep it moving. But like, why do you think that is? Like why, like, and has there, has anyone told you their hesitations of why they don't go to therapy as an African-American? Yeah, man. So I remember like I had one session. It was just very vivid uh, where this person like looked at me and said, man, I am so glad that you're black. And I was like, that that said so much to me because I mean, we want to understand like the mental health system as what we know it now is the majority is white people. The majority particularly is like white women. Uh, So I mean, like to think about, man, to go and have a counselor that's ethnic minorities sometimes is rare. Um, so, so let me, let me ground this first in just history. So we think about history and think about just the systems, like people, we, we got, some, we got some trust. We got some like, oh, I don't trust systems as much, but even to point mental health uh, professions, they got some sins. They got some things they messed up on. Like back in the day, they, they diagnosed African-Americans for like running from authorities. They like, they're like, we pathologize this to say like, oh, there's something wrong with them doing it. But like, no. That's survival. That's culture right there that you want. They're, they're doing it for a good reason. Like you just don't say like, no, 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 there's something wrong with everything. But even to the point we go to, uh, there's another like study or book that just talks about how African-Americans were labeled to have like a lower like intelligent level. When it's not it's not the sense of lower intelligence level. It's the sense of like that. We know different things. There, there are different cultures and different terminologies that we use that you wouldn't you wouldn't recognize. You wouldn't know what that means. Because the culture, the tests for the IQ were based on like a majority culture rather than on African-American culture. Uh, so with that, like the mental health fields has some, some things they got to work out, still got some things they got to work out. Um, so it makes sense if somebody who's knowing that history, knowing like how what's been going on, like, yeah, they'd be like, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm hold back from that a little bit. But here's the thing also to think about this. Like, this is the scenario that kind of comes to my mind as, I, as we think about this is that if you're African-American, and let's just say something, some event has happened that's very racially charged. You want to go to therapy and maybe your therapy is just this stereotypical white female. Like, and you just feel in some type of way. Yeah. Like, and you ain't got like, and you're like, you know what? I need to pause my, I want to pause my goals and my treatment plan for a little bit. And I just need to deal with this because I was, I saw some things on, on a video or I saw some things in the news or somebody said something that really just disturbed me. Yeah. And, if you can imagine, that can go really bad, really quick. And so with that, as African-Americans, who wants to go in that therapy room and take that chance? Right. 
who wants to go in there and say, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this with this white therapist, not knowing where they land, not knowing what's gonna happen, not knowing whether my feelings are gonna be dismissed. Uh, so I mean, so so that's the thing. And then I'll give like, you know, just a personal example. So I, I did my standard like counseling uh, for a little bit, and I had this this white male, and you know, I was really just going in and saying, you know what, this is this is my presenting problem. This is what I want you to handle. Like, and I I had this hesitancy. I'm like, I'm not going there with you. Like, I am not about to share you, share my culture, different things to you, but because I don't know how it's going to land. Wow. Because if, if I had certain experiences with certain people and it didn't land well with them, we it didn't go well. And for me to think that I, to think about people group and culture and different things like that, think if I'm going in here and it's going to be different. Ah, you know, that's, that's a hard wrestle. It's, it's hard to take that challenge. So, I mean, I, I hear that with like African-Americans are just thinking through, even when they just think through just talking about things with like white friends. There's a hidden there. So it makes sense to be like, hey, you're going to come into this formal relationship with this potentially white therapist. That's hard. That's difficult. Um, so, so, yeah, that sense of like that hesitancy, like that's my assumptions just from like implications and things like I've heard um, and even my own personal experience there. That's good. And I, I can agree and attest because I'm a firm believer in therapy, but I think it's like like I, I was telling a friend one day, like it's nothing about like like a black person's trust. Like if you break our trust, especially as if you are a white person, unfortunately, like that's is enough out there. <laughs> and so if you you mess that up, it's gonna be difficult. And going into therapy, like I have to expose myself and be vulnerable and honest. And if you are exact, I don't know if you can handle the way to me saying another black man has died at the hand of a white policeman. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do with this heaviness? So, yeah. But can you share uh, what are some benefits of going to therapy for those who like haven't gone or like doesn't still don't want to go to a counselor, even though there are some like black counselors out there? Like, what are some benefits of that? Of going? Yeah. I mean, first, shout out to the black counselors. Like, we need we need more y'all. Uh, yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So but here's the thing, man. And and I'll just explain like my process and just help you understand like what happens in, in therapy. Is that like one, it is this space where I'm allowing my clients to come in and be like, hey, what is causing you the most distress right now? What do you what do you want to work on? This, so in this therapy relationship, like it's it's on you. It's it's about what when you say this is what you want to work on. Guess what? We're narrowing down some of these things to be like, I, I'm going to be like right in there with you to say, this is what we're going to work on. I'm, a, a counselor can help you to get that focus in a sense, because sometimes, you know, life happens. And there are things that just like you've been if you've been dealing with something like so, so long, like you just feel stuck and you're like, I don't know how to get out of this cycle. I've been doing this over and over and over again. I've just been going in circles. I need like somebody to help me find an exit and counseling helps you find this exit, but it also, it gives you this space um, to really explore yourself. I mean, like, in, if you find that sense of like, man, I, I'm in a trusting relationship with my therapist, man, we can go some places and dig into some places that you have felt, but you haven't verbalized. And once you verbalize those, like a counselor can help you add some clarity to that um, and help you understand yourself. Cause sometimes, you know, me, myself and I don't get along. Uh, me and myself and I don't make sense. So a counselor can help me and myself and I and make sense. And even to the point, not just make sense of you, but also maybe family and growing up. Because here's the thing, whether we want to we want to admit it or not, we want to be like, you know, no, no, no. I'm not like my mom and daddy. At the end of the day, <laughs> they have they've done some work. You, they've influenced you. And yeah. them things that you thought you wouldn't say the way you thought you wouldn't act. You just like, <laughs> ah. 
<laughs> and it's yeah, so so it's one of those things like, man, I want to understand that because those patterns that you had as a child, those things that mom and daddy did, guess what? You got them too. Like I, I give I give you this example. Um, so so a client, you know, mom and daddy used to fight a lot. So when mom and daddy were fighting, that client went to their room. Conflict happened, they went to their room. Guess what? This child's this child has grown up, he's now an adult. He is now the mom and daddy. Conflict is happening in his relationship. You know what he does? He goes to his room. Like he goes and plays on his phone because that's what, that's what he learned. That's his move. That's, that's his move that he learned. So it's just like, man, counselors help you make sense of that to help you understand yourself. But even as a believer, you want to flesh that out a little bit more in the sense of that as you're understanding your relationship with people, you can understand your relationship with God. And some of the things you may be putting on God that's like, uh-uh, that's not how he works. Like my, mom and dad may have been mean to you. Mom and dad may have, been, may have hurt you, but that's not how God works. That's not how he functions. And we got to get, if we get clear about ourselves and how we understand relationship and how we understand our relationship with God, man, we could do some real work and free up some space and free up some stress because these are things we've been holding on to and just living in for a little minute without, and it's just been tangled, a tangled web for us. So counseling helps you to get some of that clarity so that you could be a better person, but not just a better person, a better believer. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think that's good. That's um, I love how you talked about like, cause I I have gone to to therapy and counseling. And I just I found it super beneficial. Not just the part about verbalizing the the things that you are experiencing, but like what I value the most is like these practical tools that you can take away from that experience. Like I'm not in counseling right now. I'm probably gonna be going back soon. <laughs> but, but I think even in, it's been maybe a year, even some of the tools that I, I learned in, when I was in therapy, I still use and they're still relevant and they're still useful. Um, so that's, that's, that's something I would encourage, encourage anybody. Like if you are debating or battling whether or not you want to go to therapy, not just thinking about the fears of, of sharing, but like, what you gain from that and how you can use how you can use that knowledge to 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 carry you forward because uh, it's 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 invaluable um right now we are living in um a time when there are always i guess different alternatives we have like our life coaches and you know our therapists via social media and I'm not knocking them but would you say um, they they are the same or could provide the same values as a licensed counselor? And are there situations where you would lean towards more, lean towards one more than the other? Yeah. So no shade to any life coaches, IG therapists or different things like that. But I believe there are time and spaces for certain things. I believe that there are things that can help you on your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would say some of these things have different approaches. So I'll, I'll take, for example, a life coach. A life coach, I think there's a time and place for a life coach. But life coach, I think, is a lot more direct and a lot more like practical, sk- practical skills for you in the sense of like, I think that that's helpful in some spaces to be like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get this done. Let's get a plan for this. I think, I think that's helpful um, in some spaces. For IG therapists, here's the, here's the thing I would say about that is that when you think about that, I mean, that's just kind of that's the sense of, man, there are seeds that are being dropped there uh, that are helpful. But I think when you think about, man, just doing, the, doing some work, 
Um, I'm going to lean all day, every day to be like, man, I'm traditional, man. Let's, let's sit down. Let's, let's, let's do some things because here's the thing. I mean, here's something I've found just doing like teletherapy. I mean, and I have to admit to my clients is that like when I'm on, when we're on the screen, there's only so much I can see about you. I can see from your neck up and that's going to tell me something, but let me just tell you, your body language tells me a lot, a lot. And if I can't see that, like I'm missing half of that story. Uh, so with that, I mean, and even to the point, I think if somebody is at that point, where like, man, I'm just, I'm just really struggling. Like I need reminders. Maybe I've been to therapy before. Maybe I'm thinking about therapy. I mean, ID therapy can be a thing to kind of, kind of start, kind of start that thing. But I think like, if you're just saying, Hey, this is my main source of like mental health, like upkeep and different things like that. Like, I would say, you know, that there's there's more to be done there. There's more to be explored there, and it limits you in a way. Uh, now, we'll say here, here's the thing, and even like so I, I've done some sessions, like just in the middle, of, like pandemic. So we, my, at one of my sites, we did what we call cope, uh, COVID coping session. Um, so this is just a one-off session. This is a one-off session, and people kind of work through like some of the stress they're feeling about like uh, the the pandemic, and even to the point like it was a little bit more direct. I gave a lot more like practical tools that they could use and that was helpful for them. Uh, and that's one of the things like, so if that's a start, if that's the way where you feel like, hey, this is kind of, this helps me to start to do some real work and kind of explore some things that give me and enlighten me a little bit about myself and about what's going on. I think that's cool. If you're saying like, this is the main source, this is what I'm, I'm wholly leaning on. I would say, mm, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. I'd be uncomfortable like doing that just because there are a lot of things about me and that are very complex and limitations in communication through like Instagram, but, uh, but different, different strokes for different folks. But I would say like, there's something about sitting down with a therapist, having a long-term relationship uh, and, and walking through like different things that's with that therapist in different seasons of life um, and learning more about yourself um, and learning about, about your relationship. So yeah, I, I would say, you know, alternatives, there's time and place, there's, there's space for them, but I think there's, there's something good. There's something good about like just sitting down and just, uh, working with a therapist and life coach just with that like there there's something good about you know them giving that direct plan uh but to be more a little bit more exploratory like i say a counselor or therapist could could help in that uh, yeah that was that was a very fair answer that actually gave me a, a different perspective so yeah that really was no shade <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you know i try i try i try <laughs> that, was, that was good so I think as we are moving into hopefully a new season and a new chapter, um, getting towards the end of this pandemic perfectly, what do you think are going to be like the mental long-term effects of this pandemic? Are we going to experience any long-term effects? Because it's happened, I don't want to say it was quick because it definitely wasn't quick, but you know, this, this wasn't like this was years and years of, of, of us living in a pandemic like many people kind of ex- may have expected when it when you know when we got information during the summer um but it appears to be that we are going to be getting towards the end of this thing by next summer so what do you think do you think that we're going to have any long-term effects of of what's happened to us this past year I mean, there, man, there's so much that we probably won't know. But I, but I tell you what, you're probably already feeling that because once you hear somebody cough now or sneeze, wow. <laughs> you're looking at them different now. That's real. <laughs> you like, oh, oh bro, <laughs> got that COVID test? I mean, so... so <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Like, just the idea of somebody coughing has a different 
effect. Like if you say if like if somebody sneezes, I might normally say God bless you and go back to what I'm doing. Now if you sneeze, I'm trying to get out the room. <laughs> right. No, it's 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 a whole different effect. So that I mean we, we don't know like all the things, but those are the things we're already feeling because like it's this sense of this trauma. We're like, mm-mm. I don't want this. I don't want to go back there. I remember being on the inside. I need to stop the spread. <laughs> like, and I don't want to be part of the spread. Uh, so, so that's kind of one of the things, but even to the point of like, I think these think these kind of anxiety, kind of that depression kind of coming up. Like, I think, I think we may see a, tr- a trend in these things, like in the upheaval and a rise and different things like that, because the pandemic has a particular type of stress. So not to get too uh, academic, if you will, but there's this thing called the diastasis stress model. Um, so what that means is that like people are inclined to certain like mental health struggles, uh, but it's not until they're under a particular type of stress that these struggles come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, like it's just a sense of like I, I expect we expect to see kind of more. Uh, we don't know what all, all that's going to look like, but we expect to see more because people have been under a particular type of stress. They're going to be, I think, anxiety, depression and maybe any other like mental health struggles that may come up here. But and then just thinking about like just long term thing. And I'm just thinking about like my kids, like my one-year-old like she born in october and like there have been many more months and then people start wearing masks like i'm curious about social development for like children because they've been seeing life with masks people born in hospitals and they just saw their nurse and some of them hadn't even seen their mom without a mask on until they get home uh so to yeah i i would say man there's so many questions so many things like we don't know right now but i just think like they're gonna be some effects. And I think one of those, I would say, starting at thinking about how we think about sickness now, and how we think about like washing our hands for 20 seconds um, and how we think about sneezing and coughing. And even to the point if somebody says COVID now, like when somebody when you hear somebody like has COVID, like we don't want to be this way. But sometimes it's just like, you know what? I'm going to call them on the phone. I'm not going to see them today. <laughs> oh, that's real. Because I, I was exposed and I don't know how I'm going to see when, I, when I'm around this person. I'm <laughs> be like, what's him? And, and keep it moving. Even though in your head, like, even though you know, like, it happened, they're fine. Like, they, they've tested negative since then. Just the idea that I know that. that like, I didn't even think about that, that effect. Because I, uh, I, so I had the Rona. And I quarantine tested negative but the exclusion you feel when people see you I'm like like it hurts and it's just like even processing that people don't want to come near you even though you're fine and I when you were saying that I was like like I'm a part of it like this is and that's a lot for people to process like how can I feel back in this world, even though like I got six or something, of course I didn't want it, you know? So it's just like, even like walking around my house from wearing a mask to, can I hug my family or can I not? Like, do they still see me as a threat, as, as a harm or am I accepted? So like, it's, I agree. It's going to be, this world is going to be different because it already, it already is. Oh, yeah. No, man, I, I, I hear you in the sense of like, man, I, I hear people like talk about it. And I, you know, that sense of like, oh, they had that co- they had that Rona. Like, oh, we're going to stay away. And so I, I imagine like even those people who had like the virus for a little bit, like to process that sense of like, what that exclusion like felt like, what it felt like. And even to the point, man, if they if it got bad for them and then like sur- like surviving that, man, the trauma that comes from that 
because like you are at this place and you got people all around you in these white suits, like these hazmat suits, because you got this virus. They're not trying to catch it. You're treated like, I mean, if we think about biblical things, like you're treated like this leper at one point. They'd be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stay away from them. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's also this part of, you know, there's this, the, the, the darkest side of this is that people have lost loved ones during this, yeah. during this time. And this is, you know, conversations about this pandemic might continue for, I don't know how long. And like you said, every time that word is mentioned or every time, like, you don't know what the trigger could be. It could be somebody wearing a mask. It could be the word vaccine. Like it could be COVID. It could be anything that could trigger that, that grief in that person. Not, I mean, that, that is something that I didn't think about. That is, I, I can't, I don't want to imagine what that is like for people who have have lost loved ones I think they are going to have the outside of the physical side effects that you know that we are you know unsure about right now I think that is they might experience that the the worst like people that have lost during this during this time 100% well uh De'Aaron we want to leave people with hope this uh we knew this uh topic would be heavy because we're talking about mental health but it's like it's something I feel like we all can agree needs to be discussed but we want to leave people with hope and here we understand that on bare fruit we have to plant seeds so what seeds would you like to plant for our listeners today yeah yeah so let, let me let me lay out some things so one I just want to say I mean if you are a I, let me just speak to particularly to us like you you African-American let me just say man it's it's tough it's rough right now but man, we have a history, a heritage that has resources for us in this time. Like I, I've, I found myself in the midst of this, um, really like living this in the sense of like, man, when the pandemic came out, man, just going around my house, like singing like these old African-American hymns. Like, I'm just like, y'all prepared me for this. Y'all told me trouble wasn't gonna last always. And oh, yeah. <laughs> y'all told me trouble wasn't gonna last always, but it's gonna come. Y'all told me weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Like, so we have a history and a heritage that can help us do that. And man, we have endured so much and we have cultural strength that can help us through this. And even to the point as we think about that, man, I think like, even as we think about this, this these mental health struggles, like your cultural strengths, like that's something working in your favor to help you through this. And I think, man, a counselor can really help like bring that out and help you to use that to the best of your ability so you can flourish. Uh, and then just 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 for others, I just want to say, man, it, we it won't be like this always. I mean, this there's a sense of like that, man, it feels stressful. It feels rough right now. But in the simplest way, like we're going to be all right. Like we we we're, we're going to be all right. Like this thing is going it's bad now. We feel the weight. We feel the struggle. Uh, but it, it, it is really uh, going to be out one day. Um, and that's kind of the hope there. That's kind of the hope that there is there's a time where we will. May, not be a mask, uh, maybe, <laughs> uh, to see each other face to face and to really just have, not in the sense of like, we're not going back to normal, but that, that I want to just take that out because like we've had something that the whole culture, the whole world has experienced. So to go back to normal is we, we're not going to know that. We're going to have a new uh, normal uh, that may help us because here's the thing, even in the midst of big traumas, even in the midst of things that uh, make us feel this type of way, like there's something to be learned there. There's, there's purpose in it uh, that can help us and things we can learn how to endure. Because here's the thing, you I, just to say this briefly, there are things you had to learn how to do differently when COVID came around. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and right and right there shows the adaptability. It shows flexibility. And you have done your you've done your job. You've been family and different things like that. You maybe done school a different way. Like you have been flexible in this. So realize realize that. And that's one of the things like you got from this. If nothing else, you got that understanding of what flexibility looks like. So that when you go into another trial, another like hard time of tribulation, know that you got through this time that you're in right now. Allison, how you feel? That was a great, that was a great conversation. I want to sing some hymnals. That's how I feel right now. You want to sing some hymnals? What's your favorite hymnal? Ooh, child. I think um, I Surrender All. Mm -hmm. Uh, Holy, holy, holy. You know I'm not good with song titles. (laughs) I'm about to say, I can't. (laughs) You know. If y'all trying to Google this afterwards. (laughs) One of my, what is it? It's like, uh, this is my story. This is my song. This is my story. Got that one. This I is my song. It. I love that. Child, somebody just play, get the organ now. Amazing Grace always sends me classic. Everyone knows it. Verses one, three, and four. Because that's how they used to sing it at my old church. I'm choked. <laughs> yeah. um, my my favorite one is um, the one you just sung. It's called Blessed Assurance. Which one is Blessed Assurance? Oh. my story. <laughs> of course. See, I told you. I'm not good with titles, but I know the songs. Yeah. Blessed Assurance is my favorite hymnal. Um, yeah, just have a spoil now. They just got all the words on the screen. Yeah. And I think also, like, another thing that I really, I thought that was really critical or really key in that conversation was him talking about how us as a community, when I say community, like, referring to, you know, me and you as, as African-Americans, how we have this resilience and yeah. and like that's a part of who we are and like that is that is a part of our hope in addition to our faith in addition to you know believing in science and and the potential turning of the tide with this pandemic we have something so invaluable that we would just bond with us because of you know our ancestors and what they endure like we just have a history of endurance and I'm just that is really reassuring because sometimes you just be like I, I I don't got it I don't have it I don't I just don't have it and also like it I love that part and as like as I said earlier like I'm in school to do what De'Aaron is doing and it like it gave me this extra push and this extra drive and kind of like reignited my passion and remembering like this is why I'm in school like this is why I'm doing this because my people need me because I need someone like me. And so it, 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 it like the whole conversation really encouraged me to go to therapy and encouraged me to study even harder and learn more so I could help, help us like be better and realizing that God created us for this. Like God created us with this endurance and resilience. And our, our people would have gone through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And so I feel like it's kind of like those things, like, I was like, because we've seen where we've been through, like, we got this type of thing. And we can use therapy as, as an outlet to like unearth that strength. Because sometimes you just need to be reminded of it. Sometimes you don't wake up and feel it, but sometimes if you go talk to somebody or you get a professional involved, 
they can help you discover that about yourself. Thank you for tuning in to the Bear Fruit Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and share with a friend. Until next time, go bear fruit.